0: Hi, I'm Sandeep Kumar and welcome to this week's episode of Mastering Your Invisalign Business. Every week I go behind the scene with my guests. What is it like to be a dental entrepreneur? What does it take to build a successful business? And how Invisalign, that little piece of plastic, has impacted their world. Let's get started. It gives me a huge pleasure to welcome David Gallup from USA to Mastering Your Invisalign Business Podcast. I first met David in 2015 at one of the Align GP Summit in Vegas, where David, I don't know either mm-hmm. you remember or not. You was talking about uh, how Invisalign is everyday dentistry, and you know that actually changed my course of direction, how I embrace the embrace the power of uh, power of the power of the business working with Invisalign. So, David, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Doing good, thank you. Nice to be here. Good, excellent. Thanks for, thanks for your time, David, really appreciate. Uh, David, I don't normally read people's CVs or uh, their backgrounds, but I think uh, you does need a little bit of introduction, if, if, if I may. Sure. So David, you're a dentist, you're a speaker, you're a motivator, you're a mentor, you are an innovator, industry disruptor, leader of GP revolution, outlier, Best GP Invisalign Dentist in North America. Wow. What what a CV, David. Thank you. So, you yeah, should end the interview here. <laughs> here. Yeah, abs- no, we, 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 I'm really looking forward to this discussion. And we got uh, we got a lot in common. And I'm looking to unpack a lot of stuff as we go along. So, David, let, let's start with your background. Take us to your beginning, to your childhood. Tell us about how you got into dentistry.
1: So uh, I grew up in New York. Um, my dad is a dentist. Um, he was very strongly encouraging me uh, to go into the dental field. Uh, I can remember from a very early age, you know, um, even in grade school, he was telling me, David, you can be any type of dentist that you want to be. Like you could be an endodontist, you could be an oral surgeon, but you you are going to be a dentist. That was uh, that was a guarantee. <laughs> Within the dentistry, you could do anything you want. You could be general, but um, so, you know, I grew up in his office a little bit, seeing the things that he did and uh, he was beloved by his patients and, um, you know, did, did very high quality work in the uh, Brooklyn, New York area for 40 years. And uh, it was a family owned business. My mom ran the front desk. And, uh, you know, I, I followed his trajectory. Um, went to the University of Pennsylvania for dental school. Um, came out, started working with them a little bit, but then branched out on my own uh, into my own office. Uh, joined an office in Manhattan. S- stumbled onto Invisalign early on, very early on. Um, I kind of liked it. Um, I was definitely the type of person looking for my own niche in dentistry, trying to find something that other people couldn't do or didn't do or didn't offer. And, um, you know, back then, 2003, Invisalign was a really rough, raw product, not the, not the refined powerhouse of a product and results that it is today. But I got in very early and uh, through a lot of trial and error. And uh, things really started to develop a love for it and a passion Made some key innovations along the way that helped my cases. Um, at a certain point, a line asked me to start speaking for them to teach the innovations that I had created, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah,
0: absolutely, David, and I can I can relate quite a lot to that. You know, if I if I look back, so I certified with in, with Invisalign in 2007, and I can actually pinpoint a day and a moment or around that month when I really made a decision that, wow, this is what I want to do. I love everything about it. I love the whole system and uh, the workflow. Did you have any moment? Did you, what What was about that Invisalign which you made, you you felt that, you know what, yes, that's what I want to do. Do you have any particular moment or a time you can pinpoint to?
1: I think I remember a time where, um, I want to call it 2007-ish. Um, I already been in the Invisalign game for a few years, and. I I was still doing all manners of general dentistry, and I remember one day a woman came in uh, and she needed a root canal on. Uh, I don't remember. I call it one six or two six. I don't. I don't remember. And yeah. maybe it was three six. I don't know. It was a mol- It was a first molar, and yeah. Um, I had just gone to endo boot camp, which is a CE training course in uh, America. It's a week of like. Just doing root canals on models and teeth and learning and studying and, you know, really becoming uh, you know, very, very proficient in root canals and whatnot. And she was the first patient after that training. And I kind of put on my loops. You know, I just gotten these super magnified loops, you know, back now, loops, loops are standard, but back then they weren't standard. It was kind of like a weirdo thing to have. But Got these loops on and I got in there and I was like, one canal, two canals. And then I was like, boom, <laughs> three canals, got you. Then I found MB2 and I was like, four canals and yeah. then MB2 split into two canals. Boom, boom. I got you. I got <laughs> you. And then I found another accessory canal and then wow. I, you know, wound and I, I, you know, I worked it all the way around the bend using files. They come from north korea you don't even know about these files they're illegal you know yeah. uh and i mean i cleaned them all perfectly i was like laser focused for hours I, I think it was like two or three hours didn't move you know wow. worked every canal perfect patent down to the apex hot gut of percha filled it in i mean it was a work of art and um I, I was like three and a half hours i didn't move and moving patients canceling patients i was laser focused and then I finished the root canal, took off the rubber dam, brought the woman up to the chair. And she I was like, that's how you do a root canal. And she yeah. looked at me and she said, I hate you. And I was like, what? <laughs> like That was the worst root canal in my life. You're an animal. I had my mouth open for three hours. And I was like, woman, do you know what just happened here? This was the greatest root canal that ever happened. Like they will dig up your body in a hundred years and go like, who was the genius who did this root canal? Like, yeah. this this is gonna be in textbooks. And she like pulled off her bib and she ran out, she didn't even pay. And I was like, I was like disheveled, I was like beaten down because that was as good a dentistry I'd ever done in my whole career. And then I roll into the next room, I'm like an hour late for my next patient. And it was some very basic Invisalign case and it was finishing and I was just giving the patient the retainers, I'm literally just going through the motions and i don't i don't even remember the case you know dr kumar you know <laughs> it's some mild upper crowding, mild lower kind nothing nothing that's going to make a journal and i remember handing the patient the retainers i'm like a zombie and the patient looked at me and she goes i just want you to know i love you like you've changed my life and i'm like what she's like yeah you know i had braces and then i didn't wear my retainers and my lower teeth shifted and i feel bad because my parents were low-income people Yada, yada. And they work two jobs so I can get braces and then I just let it go in my teen years. But now like I'm I'm healed, like I fixed it, like I repaired the damage. And I was like, this is a different type of dentistry. Like you could do amazing clinical root canals, crowns, but rarely does anybody appreciate it. Rarely does anybody even say thank you. The best that we could hope for is that they're not in pain. They don't complain and they pay their bill. That's like the best. What you paid? Great. Yeah. Invisalign is the one part of the GP game where you can literally change a person's life and they thank you for it and they're appreciative. And that's kind of where, you know, back in 2007 really clicked in my brain. And I'm like, it's too late to go back to be an orthodontist. But this is the type of dentistry I want to be doing. This this is what I want to be doing. I want to be doing dentistry that people like, that people appreciate, um, and that make people happy. And that's kind of where my journey started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is very fascinating, David. If you don't mind, I would like to just stick with it for a bit more. So tell me what happened. You know, I'm sure we will come to what you are doing right now. So what happened after that? Once you got involved with the Miserline, talk me through the next couple of years after that. How um, did you evolve?
1: No, so I mean, we we're early Manhattan. You know, I had a perfect patient population. My patients were all Wall Street executives, bankers, young yeah. kids, analysts, Merrill Lynch, Goldman Sachs you know, Bank of America. Um, you know, so we're, I'm looking at a population of patients age 25 to 45 who all have disposable income and all had braces when they were younger, never wore their retainers. we wake up one day and there's hundreds of people to treat. And uh, I'm the only one in the Manhattan who knows how to treat them. And, yeah. you know, without braces and, you know, without, without complicating it. And, uh, You know, I start to really focus on the clinical parts of it. I attend every CE that is possible. I learn everything that is out there related to clear aligners, both within and outside Invisalign. And then I question everything. I question every method. I question every movement. I question every given, every attachment, every principle, every biomechanic principle and i start coming up with my own theories i start writing my own books i start right. creating my own lectures i yeah. start creating my own philosophies you know you gotta remember dr kumar in in the year two thousand one, one in like they say one in 2500 people adults are going through ortho so yep. mm-hmm. you go i they say one in 2500 i think it's like one in twenty five thousand. <laughs> like you go a whole year And like, you'd see one person with braces in the supermarket and you'd be like, oh my God, that guy's got braces. Like, that's how weird it was to see an adult. Fast forward 22 years, now it's like one in 100 people is either in Invisalign, in some other clear liner, thinking about it, getting a retainer, had it, you know, the amount of people that are in this thing. I mean, Invisalign just passed, you know, 12 million cases. Yeah, Um, yeah. And that's just the people with active treatment, but there are other people getting retainers and the book on how to treat an adult with clear liners. There is no, there is no history. There's no literature. There's no anything. Even the universities are, are way, way behind. They, the instructors don't know they weren't trained on it. So it opened yeah. up this pretty cool window. And I'm like, even though I'm just a GP and I'm kind of young, I can write the book on how to treat people and what philosophy is correct and what philosophy is not correct. And what yeah, creates the yeah. best outcomes, and that kind of just propelled me further. I spent I really delved into the clinical parts to really master it, yeah. Not yeah. master it based on somebody else's, you know, philosophies on my own philosophy on what I see, what I do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that that beautifully leads me into our next discussion. Where I want to take this to is while doing doing the research, I came across. Uh, your group, which uh, are called uh, Yeah. <laughs> so I met many, I met many, you know, successful Invisalign providers across the world. And, you know, they are doing good, good volume of cases, people like me. But you have taken this to a level which is unimaginable. You have got a following in the USA. You have uh, your educational talk- educational uh, programs. So talk, talk to me about, what is Galarites, Where this all started, and where are you now with that?
1: Gallerites are what my followers call themselves. It's uh, very biblical, um, you know. It's uh, it's it's a group of dentists who basically, you know, two parts. They number one, they've drunk the Kool Aid. Like they see the vision that I see. You know, yeah. I put on, I put on, I wake up every morning, I walk out and all I see are crooked teeth everywhere. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I see a class two, div two on an airplane and <laughs> I I have to give out a business card. I, I see upper lower spacing with flare and I'm, I'm like, you're a tongue thruster, here's my business card.
0: Yeah, um, we can't help ourselves, can
1: we? <laughs> I, you know, I so that's, we're passionate about what we do. And then the second part of it is we have a very set philosophy and yeah. we, we don't really care if it rubs people the wrong way, or if, you know, some academic person, you know, doesn't think that that's the way orthodontics have been done for the last 10 years, but we have our own philosophy and I know what works. I've treated thousands of my own cases. My followers, we do in the year 2021, we did a hundred thousand cases. Hundred thousand. Yeah. Wow. So I'm <laughs> responsible for about twenty percent of the entire North America volume. That's right.
0: unbelievable. Our across 10. your across your group of gallerites.
1: That's that's the group of gallerites. Um yeah. we question everything. Every innovation is questioned, every principle is questioned all the time. And yeah. we believe that we have what is the correct philosophy for treating an adult orthodontics with causing as leech damage as possible, having an understanding of what the plastic can do, what the plastic can't do, yeah. and making sure that you are aligned and the patient's chief complaints are aligned with that. And it runs people the wrong way because people think that treating teenagers is the same as treating adults and braces is the same as Invisalign, but they're not. They're not even close they're to the not. same. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, as they say, like, treat children idealistically and uh, treat adults uh, realistically, right? Um, there you go. I like that.
1: Idealistic. Yeah, I might steal that. Idealistic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what I hear, uh, uh, David, is uh, about your special gallows spacing technique. I saw some video on Instagram and you was, uh, it was really, really interesting video, actually, you made. I was watching that and I thought that's... A, so I don't know anything about it, Would do you mind sharing a little bit about what this uh, gala spacing technique is?
1: Sure. So I think IPR is a critical way to solve crowding in adults. Um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a very critical way. You know, there's only a few ways to solve crowding in adults. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the parameters are hard to do or open themselves up to big problems with a person who's 30 years old and is used to a certain way of their teeth connecting, you don't have as many tricks and tools as you yeah. do when a growing young teenager uh, in order to solve crowding. So I'm a big fan of doing IPR. Yeah. The problem is most people do IPR very poorly because they use the wrong tools. You know, if you take a burr, if you're trying to reshape a tooth, you yeah. will have a lot of problems. So I've worked for almost a decade, two decades on... Finding slash utilizing certain instruments that can get in and out between teeth, polish a tenth, two tenths of a millimeter, create a little bit of breathing room between the teeth so that the teeth can move without changing, you know, the structure of the teeth. Um, And that's kind of been uh, sort of my big you know, my big innovation on it. So it's a big part of my philosophy. I think IPR is a critical part, but um, you can't just do it like you're going to do a restorative filling and reshape this tooth because that's not what the orthodontics is about. You have to be able to get in and out. GST is basically a technique that I teach and that I believe in where I show you how to use certain instruments that you might not even know can be used for IPR uh, to get in and out in between teeth, create a... tiny Spot without leaving a mark. Yeah. So we call yeah. it the galler spacing technique.
0: Is that the one you teach in, in your uh, re engage courses? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. That's
1: yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. I teach it in any, any, any Invisalign clinical training course. That's what I teach. Yeah.
0: Excellent. So in the re engage course, you have uh, some five sure ways to quickly become top, top Invisalign provider. Yeah. Can you share some of the tips and tricks what you discuss in those uh, reengage courses with my audience here?
1: No, you have to <laughs> come to the court. <laughs> I, I I think you know. Let's say like this, Doctor Kumar. People saving all the time. What is the number one? I mean, I could ask you. You're, you do a thousand cases a year, you know, from the clinics and stuff. What is you? Mean, you'll have hundred twenty clinics. You have dentists that you're mentor. What is the number one barrier? from a patient getting clear liner, Invisalign, straight teeth? Like what is the number one barrier that you see?
0: I think it's clinical confidence. If yeah. the it's, dentist, the dentist. it's the dentist. It's the dentist. It's, the dentist. Yeah. it's the dentist. If the dentist is confident yeah. in treating that patient with confidence, they can overcome any other, any other problem in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that is... That is the number one step. And that's really what the five talk about is that, like, there's no shortage of people that need this medical procedure. I mean, yeah, you're talking 76% of the world's population and and maybe like 95% of the United Kingdom's population. But, you know, um, I mean, people need this procedure. They want it. It makes them healthier. It makes their teeth better and yet you see people not getting it, you know, I mean, and the number one reason people don't get it is because the dentist either doesn't offer it, doesn't diagnose it, or if they diagnose it, offer it, they do it in a like, would you like this, you know, but uh, tell me, you know, because they're just not confident that they can get the results that they want because they lack the clinical skills or the clinical knowledge, so, you know, Part of the five and first step in the five is being like, get your clinical knowledge solid, take whatever training you need. And then if you're going to do it, do it. Everyone who comes in gets a consult in terms of what you can benefit, how they can get it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you, you know, just like me, you have worked with many dentists and you continue to continue to work who are providing Invisalign. What, what what are the some of the common traits you have seen among the successful, invisalign providers? So we touched on one of them is uh, clinical confidence. Uh, is there any other traits you have seen among your peers who have gone on to become very successful with with this uh, with this procedure?
1: I mean, I think you have to you have to have clinical confidence. I think you have to value it. If you don't value it, if you think that this is like whitening, it's cute. It's cosmetic. Just you're you're fine. You're fine as is with your, you know, your upper lower crowding and deep bite. You're fine. You're 35 years old. It's fine. This is nice, uh, but you don't really need it. If you don't value it, if you yourself don't value it. Like if you if you come at this like whitening, like, hey, we're still friends. If you don't do it, um, then nobody's buying what you're selling you know people patients will sniff it on you in a second and you know you know the the people who really do well in this you know they truly in their heart believe that this is as important for a patient's overall mental physical health as a large carries on a molar Um, a spot underneath your tongue or something on a smoker
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How about uh, the marketing side of Invisalign business? Do you do you teach that? What's what's your experience in North America when it comes to marketing the product?
1: You know, it's 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 a hard game in North America. You know, there's one hundred and sixty eight thousand Invisalign providers in North America Um, Mm -hmm. and everybody. Everybody's competing and, you know, for a while it was a race to the bottom how low could you go on your prices and everybody's trying yeah. to go lower and lower and lower i'm not a big fan of doing tremendous external marketing i'm certainly not an expert on it I, what i try to teach my my followers you have what we what would call it, you have diamond providers there as well right you have stages of yeah yeah let's say yeah. A diamond providers you know 100 280 cases a year um you have that amount of patients in your practice. Yeah. You, you just have to harvest what you have in your own practice. You don't have to go, n- I mean, listen, I'm not saying marketing hurts. It's, it's definitely good to let people know, but most people don't realize, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just, yeah. I mean, if you had a policy in your office that you can't be in this office, if you have crooked malocclusion, if you have spaced teeth, if you have, you know, an open bite, uh, I don't accept you as a patient, then you you have you have a, a a tremendous practice within your own practice. You know you don't so much people don't realize is you don't have to really do anything marvelous, crazy, being an Instagram influencer, blah blah blah, to really have a very very successful orthodontic part of your practice. It's it's there already. You just have to get up and grab it
0: yeah so just what you're saying is uh, focus on what the patients which are coming into your clinic focus on internal marketing focus on having those communications and making sure people are uh, people who are coming to your offices are aware of that you offer invisalign is that right
1: that's that's the game plan i mean yeah if if you can get if you can be the only person in um, you know in london who can get in and out of an adult case in 14 aligners with no refinement, no mid-course correction, and no posterior open bite. And your patient yeah. got 15 aligners, four months later, they're done. Retainers, yeah. word will spread. Because everybody else yes. is in aligners for 18 months and five refinements Yeah. yeah. So be yeah. the best at getting in and out of these cases in the fastest time period with the best results, with not leaving your patient with a posterior open bite. And word will spread of your legend and it will be far more effective than any billboard or flyer or dropping your price a hundred dollars or dropping your price whatever it is
0: yeah give give your patient reason to go out and talk about your service and uh, what's better than having a perfect outcome and uh, delivering a treatment in a in a short space of time that's what uh, that's what patients are uh, patients are looking for yeah no so absolutely everybody. i think that's so he's, everybody that's can do a, a
1: crown. crown. Everybody can do a crown. Everybody can do yeah. a denture. Everybody <laughs> can do an MOD. Not yeah. everybody can get in and out of an invisalign case without creating a posterior open bite or leaving a lateral that's still crooked or a canine that can't rotate. You perfect your clinical skills, get in and out of these cases in record times with tight cases and yeah. patients who have amazing results in a very short, fast time. Your legend will spread.
0: Yeah. So is, is, am I. Understanding it correctly that people who are working with you who are galleroids, you teach them these techniques so they finish those cases quickly, effectively, efficiently, with the right outcome.
1: That is the philosophy. The philosophy is we're going to get in and out of these cases as fast as possible. We're going to solve the chief complaint. We're going to make sure that the occlusion is the same or better than what we left it. And we're not doing refinements. Like get it right the first time. Work the case. Make sure every tooth moves the way it's supposed to. Spend time on the clin checks. Understand each movement that is done. Understand each attachment. Make sure every IPR is perfect. Make sure every attachment is perfect and correctly positioned. Do it perfectly so that you do it once and you're done. I, I mean, I'm, I'm for 20 <laughs> years, I was in a 40-story building in Manhattan in a nondescript office on the 13th floor. And I became... You know, one of the number one providers in all of New York City, dentist and orthodontist, And there's no room to yeah. advertise and there's no billboard and there's no drive by. I'm on the 13th floor of a 40 story Skyriser in, in the middle of Manhattan, Wall Street. But I got in and out of the cases faster than anybody.
0: Yeah. So, David, it seems like, you know, you have done a lot of research. You have spent a lot of time refining your own techniques and teaching your, teaching your uh, people who work with you. So why are you keeping this only to North America? Like, you know, I'm here in the UK. I'm sure there's a, there's a dentist working with me. They would love to learn all these techniques. Why are you keeping this? Say, is, is a secret. Why don't you come here and, uh, and teach it to lots of other people?
1: I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming in two weeks. So, the truth was um, I had made plans to come a few times, and it just didn't work out scheduling-wise. And then I was really about to start uh, – a very large European tour literally March 2020 uh, we had finalized a deal like March 9th we had finalized a deal to really do a very large European tour and um you know uh it's obviously within a week we had to scrap it but I'm coming May 12th May 13th I will be at the dentistry show in Birmingham I will be in the Royal College London on May twelfth, uh, teaching my techniques, teaching my philosophies, meeting the European uh, counterparts in EMEA and um, you know, and plus I'm going, I'm going to a soccer game. I'm going to a soccer game. I'm going to the Spurs against the Arsenal on uh, oh, okay. May twelfth. Everyone said it's a legendary. It's going to be a legendary match. I've never been to a yeah. soccer game, football game, as you say. But- yeah,
0: look, look forward to see you when when you when you down here, uh, David. Absolutely. Excellent. So, what's what's your current? Uh, what are you doing currently? How much of your time are you spending doing clinical dentistry? How much are you spending educating other yeah. dentists? What's your What's your week looks like?
1: So, I I'm probably 80-20. twenty. I'm probably eighty twenty percent in the clinic. Um, you know, um, I'm only doing a business line. I haven't done any restorative in quite some time. Uh, yeah. In a few years. So I'm I'm just doing Invisalign. Uh, when I'm in the clinic, I'm mostly testing out innovations and trying new things. Um, if there's one thing that's fun about this world is that what I teach, what I teach next week is not what I taught last year, which is the opposite of what I taught three years ago, which is can't even be fathomed with what I taught seven years ago. I am constantly changing uh, for the better um, with the idea of trying to get more proficient and more of that. So I spend uh, part of the week uh, literally teaching and lecturing. Uh, I spend you know a small portion of the week clinically and then the rest of it is uh, you know mentoring, answering, you know, uh, I'm the president of the American Academy of Clear Liners. So that's uh, the largest clear liner organization in the world. So I have to track a lot of the uh, progress of things and, you know, what's going on. Um, I'm working on a lot of innovations in the clear liner, some that might be huge, some that might not ever work um, related to dentists that, you know, offer this type of service.
0: Yeah, excellent. Looking forward to the future, David, what do you think uh, next five years looks like for you and uh, for me and... All the clear liner dentists, where, where do you see this, uh, this whole business is going?
1: Oh, this game is getting faster and faster and faster. Yeah.
0: And,
1: you know, it's, uh, although people think, oh my God, it was really big. You missed out. You don't know. It's amazing. Some people have their whole clinics are just Invisalign. Some people, GPs doing, you know, I don't know how it is in England, but in America, a really good orthodontist, like a good one, a really good one, Yeah. you know, the book on them says 250 starts a year is like a really good orthodontist in the neighborhood. You know, 250, 250 starts, starts a year is a very yeah. good orthodontist. Like that's you made it. you a success. You know, if you do, yeah, there are GPS general dentists who do 250 starts a year as like a hobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think this we we haven't even seen the full force of this thing. I think Invisalign and clear liners get stronger and stronger. I think the technology gets better. Um, I think the workflows get faster. Um, I think 3D printing you know really starts to get its heyday. I think every office has a 3D printer. Um I'm starting to utilize those concepts in workflows. I think every office has a CBCT, I think scanners, you know, I think the Itero scanner continues to lead the way. I think it's Becomes the size of a pencil. I think it's wireless. I think it takes thirty seconds to scan people, um, and I think digital dentistry becomes the norm.
0: Well, the results, the results speak for itself, right? Uh, if I'm not correct, Align Technology is doing a million case quicker than the previous mil- previous million, like in a record times now. Oh, I can't okay. even, you know, just about I see an advertisement they've done eleven million next time i look up and start to look at something and this is 12 million and it's just uh, how quickly we're going to get to get to 13 million so yeah no i think uh, it's a very very exciting journey and i think you know people as you said who have uh, adopted the workflows people who have adopted the digital technology are the ones who are succeeding and uh, continue to continue to succeed so no that's that's very that's very good insight, David. Thank you very much. So just to close off, just a couple of things, just want to understand more about you that if you stuck, stuck on a desert island, who would you like to have your companion?
1: My partner. <laughs> <laughs> <How about laughs> me? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think that's the best question. <laughs> that, that, that's the best answer. Especially who if he
1: watches this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: So who, who, who's been your inspiration, David? Where did you get, you know, what you have done is phenomenal not many people not many gps globally have done where does inspiration come from who's inspired you
1: um you know I, I look at leaders in their industry people who uh who break the mold people who you know change the course of uh, uh things as inspiration you know in america obviously we look at you know people like bill gates or steve jobs or you know russell uh you know, the guy with the plane with the virgin, you know, people who just Richard Branson. Richard Branson, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, people people who just take something and just go like, let's let's just take this to the next level. Um, and they blow through barriers and you know, blow through the hate and this and that. Currently, my my number one inspiration is uh and uh you know just just the CEO of Invisalign, Joe Hogan. You know, I see what yeah. he does and how he, his vision, and uh, you know that seems to be, uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's very awe inspiring to see the technology and the amount of research and development. So, you know,
0: yeah, I agree with you. That guy is a visionary, isn't he? since since he has come on the hum, the business is uh, going from strength to strength to strength, which is uh, which is phenomenal, right? Which is, you know, th- this is where they call it win win win. You know, our patients are. Happiest they have ever been because they come to the offices, they sign up to the treatment, and they get what they want. And the profession is happy because the the product is evolving as uh, as the time has gone by and is still continue to evolve because Align is investing in R and D. So it's it's you know win win. It's a win for doctors, it's a win for Align technology, it's a win for patients, and uh, and long may it continue. <laughs>
1: Long so, David,
0: Yeah, David, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. And I can't wait to see Galarite sometime in the UK. And if that happens, I promise you I'll be the first one to sign up. And I'll look forward to that one.
1: I will look forward to having you.
0: Cheers. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks for your time. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mastering Your Invisalign Business. For more inspiration and to find out how you can build your business with Invisalign, visit drsandeepkumar.co.uk